That's right. That's right. As we always do on Sunday, welcome to the Daps Collective. I'm your host, your boy Props. One, two, and you don't stop. At this rate, I might drop something from the top. You did Oh, let me slow it down. We are to interview the homie Cody Tarantino. I got cardboard in the building. And look, it's only 8.02. We're just starting right now, but, you know, had to let some music play to get the vibe right. And, uh, you know, let's check in with everybody before we get this party started. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. Thanks uh, for having me today. Man, you sound different, cardboard. Straight up. I oh, seen. shit. That's, that's me, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I'm, I'm, that's all good, man. How you doing, Cody? That's what's up. How you doing, brother? Doing well. Doing well. Awesome. Cardboard, are you with us today? Are you still, uh, you know, doing what uh, you know do? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Just got done watching The Last of Us. Went to Cocaine Bear this afternoon. Uh, so I had a there good family, go. family afternoon. Man, that's what I'm talking about. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Now it's time to kick it up and take it to the next level with your Web3 family. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. 100. So, yeah, right right now it's um, we're early. I'm looking forward to this uh, interview because, Cody, before we even start the interview, this has been on my mind the whole entire time, bro. Any relation to the Tarantino? Are you related to Quentin Tarantino, brother? <laughs> um, I think probably somewhere down the line. I mean, uh, I think we both have some Italian blood in us. Uh, I did hear something about like way back in the day in the family tree, there was like nine Tarantinos and they got like split up at an orphanage. So I wouldn't be surprised if like one of them is like Quinn's side and then one of my relatives and we kind of like trace our roots back there. But yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I tell people all the time, like, you know, they'll, someone will DM me and I'm like, yeah, I'm his son. Like, but besides that, uh, no, I as far as I know. <laughs> Yo, that's actually, you know, and that's a dope uh, story to share, too. Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to echo that story because that makes it so mysterious. Like, oh, shit, like he might be, he might not be. Oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Just has a little little bit of uh, speculation as we love in this space. <laughs> that's what's up, man. Well, bro. So before we even start this, I want to say that, um, First, I want to give you props for doing what you're doing to get to this place where we're sitting here talking with you tonight. Um, Cardboard reached out to me. You know, he Cardboard is like my ear to the streets, right? I think I'm dope, but I'm only doper because I got doper people around me making sure that we don't miss a beat. And, uh, you know, we go over different things that are dope. And he was like, yo, you got to check out this motherfucker, Cody Tarantino. His shit is like motherfuckers are dope, but he's really putting in the work. Look at his illustrations. I mean, look at what he's doing. So I jumped into your world. I started looking and I'm like, shit, this motherfucker got a problem and it ain't no joke. And he's really with the shits. And um, and I think I bumped into you last week on a space. And I loved how you just handled the space. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of a lot of young people right now. Um, I'm a fan of yours already, but people like Bless, little young Bless, he comes in the room, you can hear it in his voice. Yo, I fucking put an ordinal in the fucking eye of the moon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You like, just not stop talking about ordinals these days. I yo, love but, Bless. Right? Facts, though, but that's the energy. Like, remember when you were excited about something, right? That's why people collect the work. That's why people show up to the spots, because you're sharing that energy. Oh, fuck, what? It's like, damn, I need to fucking get my ordinal on, because he's excited. So I just I'm looking forward to this conversation, bro. And and the only rule we have, the only fucking rule here is that you just be yourself and this is your home. Take as long as you want to answer anything. If you don't want to talk about something, you don't fucking have to. And just this is your home, bro. So welcome to the Daps Collective. 
And uh, you already said you might be a Quentin Tarantino. So if you hear some F-bombs, don't get, you know, don't. It's part of the Tarantino bloodline, right? <laughs> All right. So let's get this underway, brother. So where, where, where does Quarant uh, Qu uh, Cody Tarantino's story begin? Where are you from, brother? I'm from a small town in Michigan of the USA. Uh, my mom, uh, she's a uh, Filipino. She came from the Philippines. Uh, you know, came over here. My dad is, you know, just white. And so basically I'm a mix. I got a little Manny Pacquiao on me, a little bit of Quentin Tarantino, I guess. Uh, and, you know, I grew up with no artistic background. There was no one in my family that was artistic. You know, my mom's side, you know, they all just worked their asses off to get to the U.S. Um, so, like, they didn't have time to, like, explore things like that. My dad's side, you know, they were kind of poor, too. So, you know, I grew up with, like, a family that of people that were, like, EMTs, firefighters, teachers, um, and because of that, like my parents, they, they had enough money to like, you know, put a piano in the house and, uh, you know, just kind of let us do our thing. Um, so, you know, they didn't really try to push me and my uh, little sister to, uh, <clears throat> I guess, like follow in their footsteps or whatever. Uh, they kind of just let us explore. And so through that, I kind of just found drawing and uh, found music a little bit too. And uh, yeah, from there, just, uh, just drawing. And then when third grade, started i remember i met uh kind of my longtime friend now ryan but he taught me how to draw a 3d cube and i remember that was like kind of the day it clicked for me i was like holy shit you could draw in 3d i never knew this and so i just went home and i like just by learning how to draw a cube i i drew like pyramids just a bunch of other 3d shapes i just figured out and um <clears throat> i haven't stopped drawing since then like i've drawn every single day since third grade i'm now 20 years old i'll turn uh 21 next month but that's kind of the start i guess Bro, that's what I'm saying, man. That's that big shit you talking right there. Like your boy Beeple was like, look, I did one painting a day for a year. Cody just said, listen, all this work, I've been doing it. Bro, that's impressive. Um, where do you like? So as an artist, you know, we get inspiration from all kinds of all kinds of shit, life, uh, all kinds of things. Um, in some of your work, you know, I see the, the clockwork orange. I don't want to name it something but like the hat character. I see a lot of like science kind of stuff. Like what was your first influence like when you started doing your art you say you didn't grow up in a household like that so you pretty much manifested this shit yourself like what was like your first step were you just like drawing things around you or how did you how did you get to the place you are now like honing this style yeah so that's a really good question so first i started by drawing a lot of just 3d shapes because that's all i knew so i you know from there i was just drawing you know giant cube buildings and cities and you know i would just would play around with the limited knowledge i knew i, I learned early on that like you know, keeping yourself in a box, you know, this is not something I like consciously thought of, but something I just like <clears throat> practiced every day was by limiting myself, you not only had a pencil printer paper and I just knew how to draw like a few 3D shapes and I just did that as much as possible and tried out as, <clears throat> as many different variations as I could. And that, I don't know, I feel like that kind of amplified my creativity a little bit because just being in that box and trying to figure out every possibility of what you can do and what you haven't tried yet, I think definitely helped with um, that part. And then I'd say like my first influence was, I remember I went over to an uncle's house when I was in, I think, fifth or sixth grade and he uh, gave me, he had a comic book collection. I never really knew anyone that collected comics. And uh, he gave me like X-Men number 268. It was like some 80s X-Men comic um, it was by illustrated by this artist, Jim Lee, I remember, and I was just fascinated by it. And since like from like sixth grade into high school, I was just, you know, collecting so many different comic books, uh, and like learning about the artists and, uh, I'd say comic books, uh, American art, especially, 
um, illustrators. Uh, you got people like Jack Kirby, Mobius, Frank Miller, Jim Lee, uh, Todd McFarland. Those kind of artists uh, were huge, probably the first real people that I like actually drew inspiration from. Don't. So, how old are you? Do you mind telling, uh, sharing your age? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm 20 years old. I was born in 2002, so I'm a post 9/11 baby, I guess. Okay. So, how the fuck did you know about like Charles Schultz and shit like that, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like your work, like a lot of cast. I mean, obviously, you know Charlie Brown and stuff like that. People know that, but like your work has. It seems like you're a lot older. That's why I'd ask. Like, you know, um, some of your work, like Synthetic Love, right? That kind of has you know, echoing's kind of comic book, you know, as you shared uh, the comic book vibe, but it also kind of has like that 60s kind of advertisement, kind of like the propaganda kind of vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? So that's oh, yeah. why I asked the question, where do you draw your influences from? Uh, you I'm got gonna a ask- good point there. Actually, if you don't mind me adding on to that, I don't know what the question was going to be, but I... Hey, that- add in, add in, bro. We're cooking gumbo over here, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, but like, I remember as a kid, I was super fascinated with history. Uh, like I, I vividly remember like coming into consciousness at like four or five years old and just asked my dad like, wait, so like people were here before I was born? Like what happened? What the fuck is World War II? What is the Cold War? Like and just asking all these questions. And I was fascinated with just what happened in the previous century. That's all I studied. I would get giant books of wars that happened. I would look through all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, like I'd watched a lot of the TV shows and that from that era too. everything from like Tom and Jerry to MASH to I Love Lucy, Andy Griffith uh, show, like everything. And I, I don't know, I was just I was more interested in that than like what was going on present day when I was really young. And um, because I had an obsession, especially with like World War Two, I got you know obsessed with like war memorabilia. And then from there, it was like propaganda art advertisements. And that kind of all of a sudden went into comic books later on. Um, and I guess like through that, that's kind of where all this stuff comes from. I, I feel like I know a lot more about the previous century or like the first like 10 years of my life were kind of dedicated to learning about what happened in the past. And I think that does play a huge influence on my style. And that's why, yeah, Charles Schultz, like you mentioned, Bill Watterson, all those older comic book guys, uh, you know, huge part of my childhood. Bro, you, you sound like a young, uh, producer, right? Like back in hip hop, like, you know, Back in the day, you, like we're nerds, right? It's like we study the past to be doper now, you know what I'm saying? Or to take things from the past to make better interpretations for now. And, uh, you know, I used to be one of those cats that dig in the crates, you know, listening to a Bill Weathers track or, you know, oh, like you. Dilla, yeah. You, man, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm that kid, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like English is my second language and how I learned to speak the way I speak now outside of, outside of like English as a second language class rapping and stuff like that i literally used to write down raps right so i grew up in the bay area northern california oakland san francisco right and we had these college radio shows and college radio was the only place where you heard like raw hip-hop that cussed right so you had your traditional radio but you know sunday kgsu stanford they're playing like you know fuck kooji rap black moon you know all kinds of stuff like that so i used to literally write down the raps to understand and be able to like recite and spit it to understand what the MC meant. So yeah, bro. That's why when you shared going digging in the past and being excited about that, I feel you bro. Cause literally it, it's almost kind of like I could do that forever. Right. It's like the passion zone of like, the more I do, the more I learn about this, the better I could be now and do this, bro. So 
that's fucking exciting. That's why I brought up you and fucking Bless. And I knew he was the same kind of character, bro. Facts. Because it's, it's, I feel like sometimes people get jaded in the process of, of, of finding themselves or creativity, right? Like maybe when you chase like being famous, you become jaded and it's not fun anymore because you're seeking fame. But when you're just like literally excited about something and you're, and you're just trying to impress yourself, you're trying to outdo yourself, you're trying to chase that flame, bro, that's something that keeps the excitement going on in yourself. It comes out in your work and people can feel it around you. You know what I'm saying? So don't stop doing that. Keep doing that shit for fucking ever. <laughs> um, so shout out Bless. He, he's the one that kind of introduced me to the space. Or, you know, at least my first Twitter space I was ever on, which was about a year ago now. You know, he kind of like shot a little message in the DM t- to me and like was kind of just telling me everything. So, yeah, props to that guy. Hey, real talk. That's look, I got on the Ordinals because of Bless. That boy DM me the mess information. He was like, yo, props, hop in this Discord. You get this app, do this. I was like, listen, youngin, I'm going to do it. <laughs> look, I don't need to know. I just know this is what I need to do right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's beautiful about Web3. And that's what be- what's beautiful about this space. You don't have to know everything. You know what I'm saying? The, um, I, and I believe if you just have a group of people around you that are doing dope shit, there's no way you can fucking fall off. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm going to ask something for the from, from uh, the community right now. If we can just go ahead and um, hit that uh, button on the bottom and let's retweet this room. It doesn't matter how many people are in here tonight because we chopping it up with the homie Cody. And this is cloth talk. So it's just it's all about just, you know, learning more about Cody um, and just building this. Uh, how can we say this? This is kind of like a, a moment in history. Right. The show is recorded. Uh, we put it on the on um, Apple Music and Spotify. And when we're no longer here or wherever Solana goes, whatever, we can always go back and see what we're doing right now. You know what I'm saying? And and I want to share one thing. Right. Somebody asked me, Yo, we all do spaces. What's the point of you doing the Spotify stuff and the Apple stuff? Well, I'll share one thing with you, right? So I was looking at the analytics of the shows that we've had before. And when I look at the analytics, I look at one artist in particular, artist um, Ultra's Ghost. Um, when I look at his analytics and these shows, we put your exchange art information in the, pro- in the, in the description. You know, we put all your, all your stuff there. That kind of helps you out in the SEO. So when you, you know, the other day, I think Cardboard and I Googled uh, Ultra's Ghost and people who are on our show and you see your handles pop up. But then also you see like the Apple or the Spotify. And, you know, it's not a lot, but it's a little, little extra credibility if you don't have a lot of stuff. And number two, as far as analytics, I see the people in Germany, the people in Australia, the people in UK that are listening to Ultra. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, this is just here to amplify you guys, man. That's it. The goal is to amplify you, what you're doing. And if you're doing something dope, we're just here to amplify that. That's what you do when you're part of a community. Um, I'm going to stop rambling and get back to you, brother, because it's about celebrating you. Um, What's your thoughts on, like, art, right? They say, like, art represents, like, um, the pulse of the culture, right? Like, sometimes through rebellion, through, uh, you know, through storytelling. What's your take on art? What do you think the purpose of art is? Uh, I think there's a lot of different purposes. It really depends on the individual. Some people like to, um, I guess, like re- their their artwork reflects the culture around them and society at that point in time. Some of them, it's more of their self-expression. It's a little bit more individualistic. Um, I think, you know, a big part of at least art for me is it's kind of a mix of both, I guess. Um, 
I mean, I think there's kind of a spectrum of like what people are trying to express. Uh, and some people it's to get out something that's in them right now that they need to put out in the world. You know, art is just kind of a form of, ex- of expression. And then other people, they're trying to make something that outlives uh, their human body, I think. Uh, because, you know, like I, I've come sometimes to the realization that it's like, you know, you're, you know, I'm only going to be here for a certain amount of time. And, uh, you know, I just growing up, I I wasn't really good at really anything else except for like music and art. So I was like, well, if I could just make the most out of the abilities that I am good at, you know, I feel like that's kind of my contribution. Uh, or at least that's kind of what I want to do. At least we'll we'll see where it goes. But, you know, as long as I try as hard as possible to get as far as I can to make a positive impact, I think that'll that'll be great. But I guess art in general, I don't know. There's a lot of things. I mean, it's kind of just like, you know, humans, you know, trying to reflect what's going on in nature, I guess. That's that's a good way to put it. Kind of like the word synthetic, I guess. You know, it's something that's man-made that's trying to uh, replicate nature in a sense. Beautiful. And, and when I asked you the question, I knew it was a very subjective question, but it's always good to kind of, you know, just appear in those places, you know, those places and kind of see and learn right you know this is about learning and shit and it's just really you know helps us appreciate you as an artist and appreciate your work right um so you mentioned this twice and i'm not gonna let you just drop shit and not fucking press you on it pimp you say music twice let's talk about the music <laughs> you know what i'm saying what's uh what's your contribution what do you do what, uh talk let's talk about the music music is more of a uh, hobby at the moment because, uh, like, art is taking the main stage. Uh, but, I mean, some of you guys know and hear uh, that are listening that I will go on to spaces occasionally. I'm not home right now, so I don't have the piano around me. But, you know, I grew up with a piano, and uh, <clears throat> it's not. I don't really, like, know how to read notes or anything uh, when it comes to piano. Um, but I, you know, I've, I spent a lot of time listening to jazz records, especially, like, kind of since, like, right before COVID started up till now, I've been obsessed with just, like, piano players I'm just listening to them nonstop, and it's had a huge impact on the way that I play. And I, I'd say that uh, I don't know. I, I'm pretty fast at it. I got, I got to say, uh, I, I mean, I put a few songs out here and there, just kind of messing around. But it, it is I don't know. I, I find it to be the kind of the, at its core the same thing as drawing in the way that I approach drawing. Because uh, with me, the creative process is very intuitive, and I'm kind of uh, you know it's a lot of improvisation on the spot. Um, how I decide like which lines I'm going to do, what details I'm going to put down. And uh, when I play the piano, I, I almost see the same patterns in my head where, you know, again, it's very intuitive. I got to choose kind of what direction the song is going to go in. And there's certain sets of patterns that I could choose from. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I just I draw big connections between the two mediums that I use the most. When did you start? Uh, when did you touch the keys? Like how old were you when you started playing with them? I remember, like, at around six years old, my mom enrolled me to piano lessons. I fucking hated them. I I stopped after, like, a few weeks. I was like, fucking, oh, McDonald's, I, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't want to learn how to do this. And that kind of, like, put me off the piano for, I don't know, until I was, like, 13 or something. And I kind of, you know, just started messing around again. Uh, little, like, YouTube tutorials here and there of, like, how to play, like, little theme songs and stuff. And I learned about... I don't know, a handful of songs, like six to ten songs, just like the choruses, <clears throat> just chords. And uh, from there, I was like, you know what, I don't really need to learn anything else. I had like one more piano lesson when I was in my teens where the 
the lady just taught me how to like kind of run my hands down the piano with just one hand and just kind of be more fluid on there. And it was just one lesson. And then I was like, I don't want to do anymore. And so just with those like chords that I knew and uh, just like the little hand tricks, um, that's kind of where I had my base and that's kind of where I started from. And same thing with how I was saying when I was six years old, just printer paper, pencil, you know, you're just limited in this like the confines of like what you know and you just see how much you could do with it. And over time you learn new things here and there, but you've come to master these things that you've been stuck with for a long time. Um, I, I wish I did have the piano around me to show you, but uh, unfortunately I don't. I think I do have, I could put something up, uh, I'll pin something, but yeah. Do you listen to uh, music sometimes, like classical music or piano when you uh, create art? Oh yeah, um, I listen to a lot of, there's a couple piano players. There's one guy's name's Art Tatum. He's like from the 20s. Um, he was blind in one eye, like almost completely. Um, and he, I don't know, he's just super fast and he's known to just improvise any song on the spot. Like, you know, let's say it's like, uh, what's the song? Like Misty or whatever, you know, like a jazz standard. Every time he plays it, it's going to be a different version. No, no two versions are the same. And I, I really love that idea because with drawing, I could, you know, I love just taking one concept and I could turn it in different ways 50 times and, you know, just it's different every time. And so I, I just caught on to that and I... <clears throat> love the speed of the way that he played. And then there's another piano player, Errol Garner. He didn't know how to read music at all, but he had a very unique style. Um, so I, I listened to them a lot, but I listened to a lot of classical. You know, I was a, a kid in band when I was in high school, so I kind of learned a little bit about that side. A lot of uh, producers like you know uh, Jay Dilla, a little bit of Pete Rock, Alchemist. I love Alchemist. Um, a lot of those guys. Um, I just I, I love watching videos of people using like the old MPC 1000s and stuff and just like, you know, again, like as you're saying, like crate digging and then, you know, finding that right, you know, like little loop and then making a whole beat out of that. Uh, so now I'm kind of doing that myself with my uh, iPad. I found this app where I could just, you know, screen record some like old 70s song I find on YouTube and then flip that into my own beat. So that's that's always been fun. Man, you got me excited right there. You just started dropping some shit. You was like Jay Dilla, Pete Rock. I was waiting for you to say Diamond D. Like, oh shit. <laughs> but fuck, bro. Like, man, you just brought me back to like the Insonic ASR 10. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember when the homie Walt Licker, um, we used to have this four-track studio. And and I remember the day he got the ASR 10 because his parents paid for it and was like, yo, you're gonna have to cut grass and shit to pay it back. And he made his first loop. And it was a simple ass loop, and we recorded on the fucking four track, looped that bitch, put it in the, hopped in this Volvo. It was a 240DL, and we rode around the block with a very simple, like it was like it was like a six six bar loop, or it was like it was yo, it was whack. It was just like, but the sounds, you know what I'm saying? And um, and it, I'm even more excited about uh, you as an artist because like I'm a hip hop head, period. You know what I'm saying? And when I look at your work. Like, it, you know, now I'm going looking at it differently. That's why I was like, bro, we're here to, to fucking unpack and learn. Um, just like when you play a record, right? You keep playing it over and over. You're like, oh, shit, I didn't know he say that fucking five years later. You know what I'm saying? Um, what would you say? Like, when, OK, so if, if you had to go back, right, let's say if you had to go back in a time machine and this is like a weird question. Right. But if you had to go back in the time machine and you had to pick, you could only do one thing like music or uh, touching the fucking, you know, the pencil and sketching and shit. You could only interact with one. 
which one would it be and why? Oh, that's a tough one, man. I'd probably have to choose art, like drawing uh, and painting, uh, because I think that's just the medium I'm most well-versed in, the thing I've spent the most time doing. So I'm most familiar with it. Um, I believe like both, I kind of have equal potential. And I, I think, you know, one is about like being in that moment. I think that's like what music is about. It's kind of enjoying that moment that, you know, the song is going. Uh, for art, it's, you know, it's a longer process. Uh, it could, it's maybe not as exciting and exhilarating all the time, but, you know, it's you're starting a project and the process of being in the middle of one, finishing a project, and then looking back on it years later. I mean, you can do that both with music and stuff, but I, I like that longer process and, you know, more time to decide things. And I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I'd have to choose art. Yeah. That's what's up. Facts, facts. So how did you find your way? Uh, you know, you started doing the, the art shit yourself, self-inspired and just moved. How did you like, what was the steps? Like, how did you keep cultivating that? Was it like just your natural curiosity digging in the crates, like back in the day, you know, look, looking at all the stuff in the past, like what were you working towards? Right. Usually people have a goal and some people are just doing it to enjoy the process. Like what's like, why do you do what you do? Like, why do you keep creating this? Like from like a deep internal point like what's your goal like what's what are we working towards a piece of work is this expressing yourself for the name but yeah like what's the thing that keeps you fueled and why are you doing it huh i guess i'll answer that through i guess the story uh kind of more like i don't know when i when i started um i wanted to be a comic book artist that was the main thing um i just i loved the idea of just like you know there's like thousands of copies of this being produced and a bunch of people are you know, it's this visual storytelling thing where, I don't know, I just thought it was cool to be like in the culture like that. You know, I always looked up to a lot of these comic book artists and I was like, I'd love to be on their level someday. I admired their skills. Um, and I, I just loved, I had a huge passion for drawing. It's just one of those things where, you know, a lot of artists that I, I've met, you know, they, they really enjoy, you know, they always come to me. They're like, I, well, I love starting a piece, but I could never get around to finishing it because I get bored. Um and like, you know, things like that. But I, I always learned that the reason why I just kept going was because I enjoyed the process. I actually, I love the act of just drawing. I don't care if it's going to turn out like shit or it's going to be a masterpiece at the end. I, I just genuinely love to draw and try to figure out the challenge or, I don't know, or just be more creative with it. I've always been more creative. I don't really care too much about proportions and things. So, um, you know, that was a big part was just being a comic book artist until kind of like later on in high school, I kind of stopped being as interested in the comics and I was kind of just floating around, you know, just exploring different art styles, different artists that I never really <clears throat> thought about looking in Japanese art, more like the woodblock prints and everything. And I don't, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was like, this was when Instagram was starting to get a little bit bigger. This was like 2015, 2016, you know, there's starting to be an art culture on there. And I was looking around, I was like, geez, all these like established artists on here have their like own style. And I don't have my own style. It's all over the place because I, you know, I just transitioned from going out of comics to like every day I'm doing something new. It's like watercolor piece one day and then a pen and ink drawing of like random building. And I just didn't know. I was, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, do I quit art? Like, cause I don't have a style. And just one day clicked that like, nah, I just got to do what, whatever I feel like doing. Like there's no such thing as like, I guess finding your style, your, your style just develops over time. And so that kind of provided just a huge relief, just that realization. And I remember years later, I was uh, watching a Bill Evans interview. Um, 
you know, he's a jazz piano player. He's talking about how his students are always trying to find their style, but he's like, at, at the end of the day, you just got to keep on doing what you do best and your style will find you. And I was like, that's, that's definitely it. Um, and so I guess just why I do it is, well, now, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I have a lot of goals. I mean, I feel like at some point, uh, my friend and I always talk about this. It's like the first 10 years of your life, whatever your like big dreams and aspirations then are kind of reflected in what you do in the rest of your life. And for me, like I had a lot of different dreams growing up. Like I wanted to, <clears throat> you know, like build tanks, design casinos, be in a gallery. Like I didn't really have an idea of wanting to be an artist when I was younger. Um, I just, I wanted to do everything. But through drawing, you know, I could express a lot of these ideas. And I can't build a giant skyscraper, but I could draw it at, at the end of the day. But I've always wanted to release a book. So I've, I released a book finally. I've always wanted to make an animated movie. So that's one of my main goals is to make an animated movie. Just bigger challenges and things that inspired me when I was younger to do are kind of the things that I I want to uh, really give my full effort in in the future. Um, and where I am now is just a stepping stone that final thing you know i'm looking like years ahead when i'm like 40s 50s uh you know that's where i want to be is uh you know have an animation studio probably out of the country and uh just make movies and maybe even go back to like sell animation i always found that really cool is you know the way that the old disney movies and ghibli movies are made where it's everything's hand drawn you know that's kind of a lost art these days and i feel like ai will probably take most of the animation studios in a different direction. And I'd like to kind of stick to some of the older methods. Dude, I'm, I'm bullish on, on that future. And, uh, and, and the fact that you've been grinding, I mean, you know, that little alpha you dropped about being on IG and looking at the communities like that just shows how much time you've been out here putting in work, bro. And, and, and it shows, you know, um, in uh, earlier on in the show, I mentioned something about, you know, like sometimes, you know, artists, um, the, the thing, the fame part gets in the way of, of, of really getting to the work, right? It's like looking for the indicators like, okay, I've, I've put out this work. Am I popping yet? Or damn, how come this is not happening? And and anybody listening to this as an artist, I just want to say, man, you're listening to somebody who's really, you know, who's, who's just the first time I talked to the guy, second time, and definitely impressed. You know, when you see somebody doing the right thing, you know, you let them know like, yo, what you're doing, you know, just from my perspective, in my opinion, and I'm nobody, you know, what you're doing is dope, bro. Keep keep doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of like today in the TikTok era, in the in the AI assisted era, in the, you know, um, instant takeout food era, soon to be delivered to your house or teleported into your kitchen. Right. Like we're losing. We're losing the real shit that makes us like who we are. Right. Like patience, like patience gets you a better fucking coffee but in the future you probably don't have to be patient you can get like a one second coffee that's just as good as the patient you know the the drip coffee i don't know that that didn't make sense but to me it makes sense right <laughs> to me it makes sense but um but yeah so w w the point i'm trying to say is that um at the end of the day like you said focus on the work don't focus on being famous don't focus on people noticing you fuck the outside information, like focus on that internal thing. And that's the reason why I asked the question like earlier on, I wanted to find out like, what's, what's your drive? Because some of these characters that I want to kind of get into now on this pivot, um, you know, that I want you to help tell the story to help us understand it. Right. Um, you know, the first thing I want to jump into, I see a pattern in your, in your work. Uh, just my eyes. I see things that deal with time, memory and reality. Um, you know, can, can you walk, me through or walk us through uh your piece genetic memory 
ah, shoot. Yeah, let me let me pin that up. It's better that I look at it while I'm talking. Uh, but yeah, genetic memory, that, that was an interesting one. Um, I, I started that as, it was just kind of like a doodle. Like, it wasn't really, a lot of my pieces I, I start out as just like, just kind of freestyling, you know, not really giving much thought. <clears throat> it's because uh, my style is known as intuitive surrealism. So it's, you know, I'm just kind of looking within uh, my imagination, my collective memories and things, but I'm also deciding things on the fly. I'm not planning things out hours ahead of time, mo- for most of my pieces at least. Um, they're, they're started just on the fly, um, kind of just like how a piano player, you know, especially in the jazz genre, like, you know, they'll just start. They don't know exactly where it's going. They have a vague path maybe in their head, but a lot of it's decided right there and then. And I, I like to choose that method. So that's what I did. I put in that spiral that you could see, you know, with all the different colors kind of going in. And uh, I don't know, from there, I figured, you know, just put a yellow background in, just kind of slightly doing all that. And uh, <coughs> the piece just started to come together. And if you look closely within like the orbs, I, I hid pictures of my past and of where I have came from. Um, you know, my mom, she's from the Philippines. So in that green hub, there's like a, a bunch of, uh, like Filipino kids riding a, what they call a jeepney, which is basically like a cross between a jeep and a bus that is pretty popular over there for transportation. The blue one next to that green one has me and my dad sitting there uh, holding my baby sister when she was just born. Uh, and, you know, like I, my grandparents, my friends, uh, other moments in my life are just kind of hidden within those bubbles. And that's something, you know, I didn't plan out. It's just something that you know, as things built, it was kind of like, you know, you're writing a story and like, you don't know where the story's going, but over time, it just kind of all comes together. You're like, well, that would make sense if I put this here or, you know, it's like growing a plant, I guess, you know, you're just kind of taking care of these things, uh, you know, and kind of directing the plant in a certain direction. Uh, it's kind of same thing. And so it's a lot of just reflection on my own life. Um, and you know, like, when you, as, as you age, I, I've noticed that just your memories get a little bit more distorted. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, the way I remember things is very fantastical and whimsical and stuff. And so I like to, if I'm doing something on, uh, I guess my childhood memory, you know, I like to exaggerate a lot of things. Or if I'm bringing something out that is from the perspective of a child, you know, a lot, there's a lot of my pieces where I use the imagination I had when I was younger. And for that, I like to exaggerate things, uh, whether that be the features in the face or the way the buildings look. Um, I always think that's kind of interesting. So when it comes to like time and memory, uh, a lot of the way that I warp things is kind of based off of certain points in my life, maybe how I interpreted certain things. You know, let's say my dad yelled at me when I was six. He might have been like, you're being too loud turn off the lights in there. You got to go to sleep. But I heard, and, you know, like this whole crazy other monstrosity. And so like, you know, I'll just interpret it like that. So if I was to draw that scene and be this like giant monster, like peeking into my room and, you know, I'm freaking out or whatever. And so I kind of, I, I use that. I, I like to personify things. Um, yeah. That's what's up. This, uh, what, what is this character called? Uh, that the hat, character the with ah, the clock yes. on the face yeah the clockman guy uh <laughs> he uh so there's a there's a famous surrealist painting or yes yeah, surrealist painting yes by uh so there's salvador dali but then there's this guy Rene magritte uh one of his most famous pieces it's called son of man um it's basically this guy in this like 50s suit with a bowler's hat on but there's an apple in front of his face and uh 
I remember sitting there when I was like 15 and I was looking through this guy's work and I'm looking at that piece. And while I'm looking at it, uh, the song time by Pink Floyd was playing and, uh, I don't know, it just kind of collided, uh, just the concept of time and seeing this piece. And I was like, wow, I honestly, like, it was kind of like a big connection in my head. I was like, well, you know, I could, what if I just replace the apple that's in front of this uh, business guy's face with a clock and I realized, you know, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. You know, you could look at it as someone that's looking back on the past. It could be someone, you know, dealing with their mortality. Um, it could be someone that's kind of like looking through their own, uh, I guess, mortal lifespan. <clears throat> so I kind of see it in like two ways, the, the way that I, I utilize that character. One way is, um, you know, I kind of call him Father Time. And he's someone that is kind of looking beyond the human perception um, and he, he is aware of the clock that's on his face, which is an alarm clock that's kind of ticking. Um, but he, he's able to kind of see everything else around him for what it is. And then there's the other version of the clock guy. I call him like clock man. If it's He's more of a society man guy who is unaware of the clock on his face. And sometimes, you know, that's when I'll – there's a lot of times where I'll draw multiple clock people kind of like in the masses of a crowd. And that's kind of more of a dystopian look. If you've ever read the book 1984, I kind of imagine everyone in that book uh you know having the clock face on you know they, there's an alarm clock but they're not really um perceptive or like noticing of like you know that uh you're gonna die someday I, I guess you know i also like read some fact that like humans can't think for death more than like a certain amount of time it was like 10 minutes five minutes or something like that because it's just like you know too much to grasp you know you don't know what happens after your death or you know there's theories and stuff and different religions and beliefs but you know, that's still an overwhelming thing to think about. So, yeah. Dope, bro. When, yeah, when you brought up uh, Salvador Dali, uh, it, I was like, it kind of had that. I have uh, I have a Lincoln and Dali vision, um, Litho, uh, limited Litho. Uh, big fan of Salvador Dali. Big, big fan. Um, this is going to be a, a wild, crazy props question, man. I'm looking at one of your pieces right now. Bro, like, like, do you take drugs, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, um, looking, I'm looking at the one i'm looking at this one right here uh it, it, which, which one is this one right here it's dope totem of life bro like when uh, i look at it it's so many things in it like literally it's like the one mind on the bottom as it expands and expands and expands so i just had to ask you i'm like this reminds me of somebody who grew up in the fucking 60s or the 70s you know what i'm saying and i know you're not from there bro so i just had to ask you directly yo boy you be out there <laughs> you don't have to answer. Well, what's funny the is that a lot of my style developed before I'd ever done really psychedelics. Uh, that it was the, my style developed because it was this mix of comic book art, and then I got into this other style in in high school. It was, uh, I guess you could call it abstract pen and ink art, where basically you know it's it's a lot of textures in uh, you know things that you could kind of see. You know, maybe it looks like rocks or roots or. Maybe if you like were like had something under a microscope, but it's just you know pen and, pen and ink, just black and white, and so that was a huge part of my style. And so this like very abstract thing, kind of mixed with the comic book style, and it made this kind of very surreal psychedelic style. That um, you know, after I kind of combined everything, because you know over time, as I was saying with my style, finding myself, I just pretty much combined everything that I had ever drawn up to that point, and just made a giant, you know, uh, just soup, I guess, of what my art is now. And so that's kind of where it comes from. But, you know, I got to say, when I was kind of older in my teen years, yes, I did experiment with shrooms and recently a little bit more 
DMT. Um, so that's definitely added uh, complexities to my head. I don't think it's really necessarily changed my art style. Whenever I've tried to draw while uh, under the influence of those things, it always like I end up just like freaking eating the paper or doing something weird. I'm like, screw this. Why am I even drawing? What's the point of this? Blah, blah, blah. And then I just <laughs> I don't end up doing I kind of go crazy uh, when I'm doing that kind of stuff so like it does build complexities but like a lot of people seem to think that it's better to like depend on those things in order to come up with creative ideas for me it just kind of allows for new perspectives to consider that might play a part in my work later on dope bro you know what yeah facts you like not create the work you know speaking of that i was on spaces the other night and uh this dude was like yo i just took i just took some acid right so everyone's in the space laughing and everything like that and I forgot what, it, what what space it was, but he broke his iPad and the vibe just vibe got weird, bro. Like I had to dip out because, look, I don't want to feelings, you know, feelings are like energy, right? Like emotions. And I don't want to I didn't, I didn't want to be in a room where it just got sad. But people were laughing at first and he was like, oh, shit, I just I just sat on my iPad and then people are laughing. He goes, no, guys, no, seriously. Why would take a picture and put it on the big screen? I'm like, I got a dip. Yo, next time, dude, don't take acid on spaces. You know what I'm saying? And sit on your iPad. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but it's good to hear that you're in control of your, of your, uh, you know, you want to be in control of your work. And you know what? I'm, this is not a judgment on anybody. If you, however you create your work, it's not for me to judge. It's, it's however the work comes through you. I'm going to say it again. Okay. However it comes through you. So, you know. <laughs> I say I say that to, to all artists, you know, we're just having a little fun here um, just for uh, for entertainment purposes. Um, I'm, I'm still in your, in your work. You, you know, again, I mentioned you have time. You have all these things, uh, mental, you know, mental breakthrough. You know, let's talk about this fish. Like what's the. You know, what, what was the inspiration? You know, a fish with a brain, like Ooh, a, um, a goldfish with a human brain. You're on it. Uh, I, I forget where that is in my stuff but uh yeah the, the fish with the brain i came up with that one back in like 2018 so i was in high school still i graduated when covid hit <laughs> but uh i i think that what the idea behind that uh really well it stemmed from i was watching some video on consciousness or whatever and it, they like flashed some picture of a diagram of an old brain like drawing and i was like oh that looks like a fish and so that's where it originally came from but i i kind of interpreted it later on because you know sometimes i'll I'll start a piece and uh, I don't know where it's gone. I don't know what it means or anything. By the end, I have a whole story and a whole meaning. You know, it doesn't have to be anything at first. I could just kind of make it up as I go. And with that one, uh, you know, I was kind of imagining, you know, there's like a school of fish, you know, and usually like, you know, a herd mentality or mob mentality, you know, everyone is kind of the same. But I figured, you know, mental breakthrough was like kind of the experience of someone that is kind of veering, like kind of paving their own path and, uh, you know, they have a mental breakthrough, I guess, and they're breaking through the, I guess, herd mentality that they've been in their whole life. And that's kind of what that fish turning into the brain represents. Bro, yeah, that's that's deep. And, and, the, and the fact you just stunned it and said, yo, I just graduated when COVID uh, and you graduated high school. Mm hmm. Man, Sorry. yo, Water. big up straight up big up man congratulations to you because your your presence and how you handle yourself and how you communicate um you know you, you're very mature you know what i'm saying it's like i could tell you take your your work seriously um but but not too seriously right it's like you're right in that that right balance bro oh, so, yeah and um i want to welcome you to the like you're the second youngest the youngest uh member of the daps collective 
uh, was on one of our shows. His, his name is Wombat. You know, Wombat's a 16 uh, pixel artist, and I'm bullish on him as well. You know, I'm meeting a lot of young people in this Web3 space that, that take like the nerd stuff that myself and people like B. Haley and Cardboard and Cliff, you know, we grew up listening to that hip hop or whatever, and we was nerded out. But this new generation, like you guys, man, straight up, I'm fucking proud of what I'm seeing because you, you look like not you're carrying the torch, not look like you're carrying the torch. And we need more of that to keep this culture alive. You know, I've been hearing in the spaces, you know, the space is fucked up. You know, the space is fucked up because we're fucking it up. We need more spaces like this. We need more people like you, Cody, who come out there and, 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 and are not afraid to be who you are and, and, and pave your own way. You know, like we just mentioned. The fish broke away from the other fish and had a mental breakthrough. Those are bars. If you're listening to this right now, I want to take a quick break. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, first of all, we appreciate you. We love you for supporting the DAPS Collective. You know, um, by myself, I can go really, really fucking far. But with this team, we're going to take over the world. And right now, I want to give everybody a big shout out for spending their Saturday here. I mean, their Sunday. God damn it. S Sunday props. It's Monday tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, please... Uh, Give this room a retweet. You know what I'm saying? Hit that button. And we're going to give away something. Cardboard, I didn't talk to you about this earlier on today, but I'm just going to say it anyway. I'm going to give away uh, three free DAPS collective mints. And, um, and and I know I'm supposed to run it by I know, bro, I'm supposed to run it by you, but I'm going to pull the shot and say I'm going to give away three. So that's throughout the night. If you're, if you're DAP listed, that's the only way you can use it. So if you're not DAP listed, head over to DAPScollective.com right now. Fill out the application. And if you're dapped, boom, you win. You don't have to pay. And you get all that utility. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, so, yeah, somebody says I shill too much, but I'm not going to shill in this space. We're going to keep it about Cody. But, uh, yeah, cardboard, I'm sorry. I had to give three. I know I know it's all good, so going to keep okay. it moving. Okay. I love that. Cool. He's not mad. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so the Comey Cody. Uh, so you mentioned uh, Filipino. Como esta? Como esta, Paul? Yes, sir, you know. Uh, come on, man. I grew up I grew up off that banana sauce, off that lumpia. Ooh, you know what yes, I'm saying? Off that know, banana sauce. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard anyone mention that one. Yes. Man, show pals, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like I, man, you know the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know it all. Yeah, wow. I grew up I grew up in the area. There was a lot of uh, Filipino brothers, man, and, and, and Uso, Samoans. So, you oh. know what I'm saying? Those are, those are all brothers of mine. You know, we're all family. Uh, um, okay, so, yeah. Props, get back to work, man. Okay, so look, comic books. I can see you doing comic book stuff. I can see you doing all this stuff. How did you get to Web3? Ah, that's a good question. So, uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, it will take the long story route on this one. Um, so back, you know, when I graduated or, you know, 2020 when COVID hit, honestly, uh, that's the best graduating class ever because, you know, I didn't have to do any assignments. And then Obama apologized to me. Trump apologized to me. Bradley Cooper, apolog everyone apologized, and I was like, thank you guys, I didn't even do anything, and I got all of your guys' apologies, so thank you, and then from there, I started, you know, this was when, like, TikTok was turning in from, like, a dance sing-song app into, like, pretty much like a mini YouTube, and uh, since I had no assignments or anything for class, I had all this free time, and I was drawing more than ever, <clears throat> and I was like, why don't I just record, like, time-lapse footage of me drawing, and, uh, you know, growing up... I, I watched a lot of artists who would do these, like, he would record time lapses and then do these voiceover things on top of it. And I was like, you know, I was looking at TikTok and I was like, well, there's none of this, 
on, wait, what was the original question? I don't even remember. But, uh, uh, shit. But yeah, anyways, I was, uh, doing those voiceover time lapse things. And, uh, oh, yeah, now I remember the question. All right. Yeah. Back to the story. And I, I, I've accumulated quite a bit of following from doing that from, you know, 2020 all the way to present day. I've been able to amass a good 1.5 million followers, which I'm very grateful for. I know there's some people down the listeners that are watching right now that are <coughs> um, just, you know, that heard that there's an interview going on today. And they're like, oh, see what Cody has to say from the TikTok and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's awesome that I was able to do all that. And I remember it. So this, around this time last year, there's a guy's name was Dabs Malone. Um, he started commenting on my videos. He's like, yo, yo, have you heard of Solana? Have you heard of Solana? I'm like, you know, I just thought it was another like Ethereum NFT scam type thing. I've just been ignoring NFTs up to that point because it's like I have no idea what this shit is about. So I don't really care. But he just was really persistent on every video. And he's like breaking down in the comment section of just like drawing tutorial videos and other kind of videos that I'm doing like – so this is how Solana works. Basically, it's like carbon neutral. And so eventually, like, uh, my friend is like, uh, this guy keeps on commenting about Solana, so I'm going to check it out. And next thing you know, I, uh, you know, was thrown into this Discord. I'm starting to hear things like my friend's like, okay, you got to talk to this dude named Toshi. He's going to tell you about the space and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And all of a sudden, I just found myself on a Twitter space like a few days later. And um, that's where I met Bless and a bunch of other artists and people that i'm still good friends with to this day and uh you know they just i came in there i was like i don't know i'm from web 2 whatever that means i do drawing videos on tiktok and uh you know they just took me in and they uh very kind and any questions i had you know they helped me the minting process back then was way more of a hassle than it is now and so like you know i just remember being on the phone with them for like an hour trying to figure it out because <laughs> i'm like you know, again, as I said earlier, like I'm very interested in the previous century. And with that, I'm kind of like an old grandpa when it comes to technology. So they helped me figure that out. And yeah, that's kind of how I found myself on Web3. Did you, um, and this is for an artist, if you're a new artist listening to this, and yo, Cody, how, what was the process on getting listed on Exchange Art as an artist? Back then or now? Uh, like, yeah, back then oh. and now. Yeah, whatever, wherever you want to take it from. Well, back then it was like you, you start, you get your JPEG, and then there's this, I don't know, there's a bunch of confusing buttons, and then you have to wait, and it takes forever to mint. Um, and, you know, this, whatever the transaction, for the TPS or whatever, it's like the, I, I guess I looked at it as like ping of a video game, where, you know, if it's really high, then all of a sudden things take forever to load, so I'm sitting there waiting, and then I have to, like, make sure that the hash list stuff is, it's all this coding thing, I don't even remember, I, it's like an algebra class, where, like, after I was done taking it, it just went out of my head, um, but it was just complex, it took, like, an hour, hour and a half sometimes for me just to, like, double check to make sure, like, because I can't mess this up, like, to get this minted on the blockchain, uh, there's a bunch of numbers and things, but now it's super easy, you just, you go on exchange.art or form function, and you press create, put in your image, and then you title your stuff and um, set the price or whatever it is, the attributes, and then you just press mint NFT and it's good. Um, but yeah. So when you came, when you, when you moved from web two to web three, was your, what was like, were you just, did you just come in, you know, the Twitter space and just jump into like doing the art thing or did you DJ out a little bit? Did you, did you get rug burned? Did you, you know, that oh, push you down no, the room? Luckily, I've only been in the one of one space since I've joined, uh, luckily. And I think that's, you know, courtesy, courtesy of meeting uh, people like Toshi, 
um, who was, you know, kind of like spearheading the one of one art community on Solana. And uh, because of that, you know, I was just thrown into one of one art spaces. And, you know, I already didn't have a good opinion on like kind of the DGEN side of things. But, you know, I became friends with people that were involved in there. Um, but personally, I've always just ignored everything that wasn't one of one art. Um, that's always kind of been my thing. And just because of that, I've stayed out of a lot of drama. I've never gotten like rug pulled or anything. Um, you know, I only support other artists or other projects that are, you know, geared or based around one of one art. And uh, yeah, because of that, it was, you know, I've, it's been pretty smooth sailing. I mean, obviously Solana has had its ups and downs and people have come and go in the space. But I mean, overall, I've had a great time. The community of just the core talented artists and collectors that are, uh, you know, just willing to support and are into art are still there. So as long as everyone is still here, I'm still here. That's what's up. Real talk. He said, I make it for the real ones, for the real ones. Okay. Um, another piece that, that I'm looking at, this is kind of like one of my favorite pieces. Um, Hello, digital world. It's tr trippy as fuck. Oh yeah. That was, that, so that's my first, that was my Genesis piece on oh, Solana. Um, again, that was made, uh, just, just over a year ago by like a few days. Um, but yeah, that's when I came into the space and I remember, I remember very vividly because when my friend and I decided, okay, NFTs are the move, um, you know, I got myself an iPad. It was like, what, 1200 or something. It was like, all right, well, now we're 1200 in the hole. So you got to be able to make this back through NFTs somehow. And, uh, that week, you know, I'm working on this piece, my first ever digital piece. I've been a traditional artist, like only until then. And so I'm figuring out Procreate for the first time. And that's uh, what came out it was the very first canvas that I opened was that Hello Digital World piece, um, which was uh, pretty crazy. I would really enjoyed it. And so throughout that week, week and a half, maybe it was two weeks that I was in the space, uh, just like figuring, figuring out like how Solana worked. Um, I was working on that. It took me 70 hours, I believe, total, and it was just shy of 300,000 brush strokes. Um, that was the statistics on it, which was pretty wild. And uh, it sold for 39 soul at the time, which was pretty good. I mean, for your first Genesis piece, I think that, that was great. And I was able to pay back the iPad and some and uh, also just establish myself as a, you know, a well-off artist, I guess, in, in the Solana. And from there... Uh, you know, it's just up and great. But yeah. Do you, do you, uh, do you sell your work in, in, you know, do you, are there like IRL, uh, pieces that people can buy or is it everything only, uh, on Solana? Oh, on uh, I sell way more on web two than web three. Uh, a lot of my collectors are just people that will buy the physical pieces in USD or sometimes even Ethereum. And I have no idea who those people are. Sometimes they're, they're anonymous and they're just like, send it to, my address in South Africa, here's X amount of Ethereum. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess this is going to South Africa now. Um, but yeah, most of my pieces, because of my following on Instagram and TikTok, um, I usually just, you know, either they're, it's through my website or they will hit me up, um, direct message me and be like, what pieces are available? And you know, like right now, I have a couple of giant canvases available and there's always people inquiring about a piece because luckily enough, you know, besides you, people are really bullish in, on me and uh, Web2, just the people that see me through the videos that I make. Um, and so, yeah, most of my work is sold there. And, you know, I also have a clothing brand and I sell books, backpacks, woven blankets, 
of my work. And, you know, that all just goes towards funding the next stage. So, you know, first it was just T-shirts and then T-shirts and prints. And then, you know, it's like I've always wanted to do woven blankets. So and then I've always wanted to do books. And so that's going to lead into coloring books in the future, you know, uh, starting to do like more quality content on YouTube. I want to get a whole production team eventually. Uh, you know, we got a warehouse. We just moved our warehouse from here in Michigan all the way to Connecticut. I'm still back in Michigan, but the team has been setting it up there for the last few days. And that also brings us closer to New York. So maybe I'll be able to meet some artists and collectors there in person, which will be pretty cool. But yeah. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, you dude, you like you've been here before, man. You you like an old soul, you know what I'm saying? I mean, just to be I mean, dog, there's people fucking my age and people in their twenties and thirties who fucking talk like dolphins and shit, like when you ask them regular questions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm just talking shit. But I just like the fact how you've got it lined up. You know what I'm saying? You just like, look, the team, we're making the move, the warehouse, like, you know, it's obvious you're really with the shits on what you're doing. Um, you know what I'm saying? You're really involved in this as an artist and, and, and anybody listening to this, any new artist, um, you know, anyone who's, who's looking to, to, to introduce their work to any industry, the blockchain or web 2.0, or even your friends. I mean, one thing that I'm taking away from this is you got to put in the work, you got to put in the work and you got to be excited about it and you got to like expand. Um, Cody, what do you, when you promote your work, just to kind of share some stuff, maybe like, you know, you know, some big brother help to some other artists. Cause you were a new artist, but I'm, but I'm not going to call you a new artist cause you, your background, you've been doing art for so fucking long and you started out in web two, you've got stuff in IRL, you're here. Then you said something about ETH. Um, what would you say is the best way to like for self-promotion? Like how do you promote yourself? That's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, especially with the artists I meet here, I they're always just on like one or two platforms. I would say you have to be multi-platformed first off. It's, you know, it's like putting all your eggs in one basket. You got to diversify it, you know, as I always say, um, diversify your portfolio. So I would always uh, recommend doing that. That's why, you know, I have TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. All the people on TikTok don't, are not really familiar that I do anything on Twitter, that I sell NFTs or I'm on whatever Solana is called. And then all the people on Solana, I mean, some of them are aware of like the TikTok stuff going on and Instagram, but most of them just know me as someone that's on here because I, I don't know, you know, like those are just different sides of what I do. And then, you know, I got my Discord server and YouTube is all different content. And well, one thing is it's a lot of work. I mean, if you think about 200, 300 years ago, a lot of artists, you know, they were, they just had wealthy patrons that, you know, it's like, we'll make portraits of my family and then you could kind of paint whatever else. And that's how people lived. But now, you know, it's not just about the artwork anymore. It's about branding. It's about your image and all this other stuff that, you know, wasn't attached to what an artist was back then and how it has been for hundreds of years. Um, and so that's kind of the unfortunate part about this day and age is that it's it's about branding and it's about marketing yourself and aesthetic um, and all this other Thing that doesn't necessarily have to do with the art but how people see you as an artist um and so that, i think that's where um video content also comes into play not just pictures um um so you know videos pictures also you know twitter i've come to learn is just great for people to understand your perspective just writing your thoughts out um so it's i don't know it, it is a draining job though because you know you have to be at all on all these internet things and it, you know, it can be a little depressing on time being almost like chronically online in my case because you know, I have to be making videos quite often. 
you know, I'm responding to people here. I'm on Twitter. I'm talking to people, messages and live streams and all these things. But I think, you know, uh, at, at least for me, that's how I see that the method to success is, is just doing all this stuff. And then eventually maybe one day I'll just have an assistant and they handle the phone stuff and I have no phone and I'm just out making art. And so that's kind of um, what I'm banking on here. So, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not concerned about spending a lot of this time now, even though I'm young, uh, but you know, that's sacrifice for future gain, I guess. Bro, you're fucking solid. <laughs> solid as fuck. Dope. Dope. Um, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to open up the stage. Uh, usually when we do these shows, we just kind of go back and forth one-on-one, and then we open it up to the community. Um, you know, Cody's up here dropping bars all day. So, you know, if anybody has a question, now is the time you can pull up to the stage, and ask the homie Cody Tarantino what your question is. Anybody has questions? Now is your time. Cardboard, let's go. Uh, I'm just curious about the process of the cl- collab with uh, Macy, the one I bought today, and how how does that all go down? I mean, do you start a piece and then send it over to her? Uh, I'm just curious about the process. Yeah, great question. So this is a part of a series that I started uh, eight weeks ago called just called Sundays. Um, I noticed just um, this particular day in the week, Sunday, it's like one of the slower days. Um, you know, there's not really much stuff that's posted. There's not much, you know, like, yo, just drop this piece. It's everyone's kind of like relaxed day. And, you know, sometimes that's my off day. And I'm like, ooh, this is more of my time to be on Twitter because sometimes I'm always just on other things. And maybe I don't have time throughout the week to be as active on here as I want to. So I was like, you know, this would be a good time to start a series where I drop like comics because I always love Sunday comics. I was a huge fan of Peanuts, Sunday, uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, Garfield growing up and those things and I thought you know well that's kind of fading out of American culture like all these comic strips and this you know traditional way of storytelling at least in America so I was like that'd be cool to bring it back but kind of integrate the community that I've been a part of on here into it so I've started doing uh, collaborations with certain artists and with Macy um, you know well with every artist that I collaborate with I've done one with Hoddle and No Legs so far I have some in the works with Toshi Birkin bags. I think I, I just hit up uh, Tony T about one. He's down, and you know, so I'm just gonna work my way up and just get more people in. Um, but usually, I come up with a concept first, based on either something about uh, their, what I've just learned about them, um, or you know, maybe something that's going on in the market, something that I think would speak to them, um, and I do a, a rough sketch of that. Um, you know, half the time I'm also looking at I'm referencing other comics. Um, and I'm like just kind of taking the idea from there, but replacing some of the characters, the dialogue, but I like the kind of the setup to it. And so uh, with Macy's in particular, it was it, <laughs> the original idea came from like this meme that I see on Twitter. Whenever there's like a low uh, quality post, like just like really like low pixel <laughs> density, um, you know, I always see this meme that says, do you got any more of those pixels? And, you know, I knew, knew that she ran the Pixel Puffs. And so the, the original thing I sent to her was this clock man that took a pixel off of the Pixel Puff. And it says, you got any more of those pixels or whatever? And uh, she took, and I always tell artists, like, you are free to do whatever you want. If you want to change anything, go for it. Like, I don't care. Uh, you know, spend as much time as you want on this. I'll fill in the rest. You know, I'm just making, I'm trying to make it easy for them. It's not, I don't want this to be like a high like effort energy piece where you're putting in everything it's just a sunday comic you know a lot of these artists that made sunday comics back in the day 
it's not like there were just blood, sweat, and tears. You know, they're they're trying to just make something that's, you know, for you to relax, laugh at, enjoy. Uh, you know, just take in. It's not supposed to be something super serious. And so uh, she changed it up. Uh, she liked the idea of instead it's like a tab of acid. And uh, she added on this whole bottom scene where it's like, um, you know, the clock man's like taking off his face and like putting the acid on his tongue. And then there's this whole trippy world going on. And so once she sent back that sketch, I was like, all right, sweet. Yeah, well, let's run that. And so she inked uh, her characters. She sent it over to me. I inked my side and colored it all. And then I sent it back to her to for her to color her sides that were I kind of in the Pixel Puffs uh, color palette. So as you could see, like the hand holding the the little acid tabs or whatever. And um, obviously the bottom left part was all her coloring. And then I just kind of went over everything with my line work after that. And uh, <clears throat> that's how it came together. I, I think it turned out pretty sick, honestly. Um, I'm pretty proud of how that went. And honestly, it was a pretty fun process. Uh, I, I love, she was one of the first ones that actually kind of like took it into her own hands to like change up the concept of the piece out of the three people I've collabed with so far. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's a dope piece. I'm looking at it right now. Fire. Super, super fire. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with that series. I, I look forward to every Sunday now. Awesome. I just think it's great you can pick up pick up pieces like that for as cheap as you can. I mean, one soul, that's a gift, man. That I, I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I mean, for when it's just me solo doing one of these Sunday's editions, I usually go for like 0.45. Uh, maybe like 0.5 soul because you know like I, i'm thinking about it like from a newspaper perspective like you don't pay an absurd amount for a newspaper right and it's like well figure just keep them open edition just throughout sunday that's you know like just like the sunday newspaper or whatever um and then if i'm collabing with an artist it'll just be one soul half goes to them half goes to me pretty simple i'm not trying to do anything super crazy and i think it'd just be cool over time you know like people will have certain collaborations certain weeks or whatever and maybe some are more rare than others and who knows if they'll have a secondary value like uh like the comics I, i'd love to collect back in the day who knows that's dope super dope uh so here's a how are we going to do this cardboard you want to give away the cody giveaway now yeah, but I always mess them up, so I'm going to let you just handle it and get me a wallet address. <laughs> Yo, Cody, man, look, you want to give this, we're going to give away a uh, one of the pieces from you and Rich's, um, your drop, the the hand cream, dope, super dope, luxury piece. And uh, how do you want to give that away, brother? Shoot, I don't know. Is it like someone in this space right now? Like, Yeah, somebody, somebody oh, look, somebody in this space. I mean, I saw Phil C. recently. He just followed me, um, I think, as of today, um, in a, a space I was in. I happened to be in a Liberty Square space, and he's like, all right, I'm going to be gone for two hours, so you guys just do whatever, and I, no one's co-host, so you guys are all stuck as speaker, and I just went, and we get no prize for if we stay, and he like had this whole game where we all had to stay there, and whoever stays the longest gets one of those goddamn squirrels that I didn't get. Um and, uh, yeah, Phil, I think he was in the section down there, and he gave me a follow. So, I don't know, maybe give it to him. There you go, man. Yep, Fair you got yourself a Cody Tarantino piece. And Phil was part of the Daps Collective. 
And, you know, today, everybody that we've interviewed, uh, you know, you get an honorary membership to join the DAPS Collective, right? Like, you know, again, what we're doing, this is not super, super, super hyped. And, and you know, like I'm from the era where like dope shit didn't start big. It started small and it got bigger, right? Like we're from that era where it's just like you didn't buy the shoes everybody bought. You bought the rare shit. Like I didn't want everybody wearing my shoes. I didn't want to be cool with everybody. It's like we were cool, like a small group of cool people at lunch. We didn't sit with them. We were, this is who we are, right? So what I'm trying to say is that what I've noticed, man, is that right now we have some of the dopest motherfuckers in the space. And when I say that, I mean artists, developers, uh, mods. You know, when I look at these applications, you know, to me, it's just, it's a testament that we're doing something dope because the people who are signing up for the DAPS list take themselves seriously. Like, for real, for real, for real. So, you know, you're definitely uh, a person that I'm looking at uh, has a track record of proving yourself to yourself, motivating yourself, um, really putting that work in. And I feel like just your experience as an artist, a lot of people can learn from. And we want to create an environment where we kind of like re, we, we restructure how we look at this community thing, man, honestly, as far as like projects and, and, and shit like that. I think there's a way that we can all make it. And I think there's a way that could be a lot funner. And I think there's a way that artists can be more in control of their stuff and not, you know, be used for, hey, we have this one of one artist, right? Like, you know, it's all about amplifying. So you have an honorary card. And what we're going to do is we're also going to give away three mints tonight. Um, I'm just feeling the vibe, man. Life's good. You know, we come from a place of abundance. Even though we hungry as fuck, but we come from a place of abundance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, um, I'm going to, look, I'm just feeling good. I'm, I'm going to look in the audience, man. And I'm going to say, whoever throws up an emoji right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do this three times. And uh, we're going to do it back to back. And I'm just going to pick three winners like that. Easy. Okay. So, uh, Connor, if you if you want to if you really want to if you want a chance to hop in this, right, you probably want to get on the um, audience because there's a delay, so you got an advantage. So if you want to be in the fucking contest, you can get down. If not, um, you won't be included because there's a delay. All on right, stage. it's all good. I right, just wanted to get up here and give props to Cody. I love you, man. You know that we be chatting all the time and talking shit, but I'm, I feel oh, lucky yeah. to have collected one of seeing that Macy piece because I haven't. I just got back from Iceland today, so. I haven't been on anything for a while, but um, I just saw that piece and it has the clock head, dude. And I was lucky enough to get it when you just came on Solana and dropped like three of the four of those things. I snatched one yeah, of those you up. Yeah, red. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, I still, Damn, and if yeah, you still have that Jesus piece, we should talk. I've just been traveling a bunch. So oh, yeah. You know how I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted, I just I wanted to hop up and say what's up because I hadn't seen you in a while. And what up, Dolly? Phil adapts and props. What up, y'all? Mm -hmm. I'm just getting back onto Twitter a little more, so I'm just kind of and Jux and whoever else I know in here. <laughs> I'm just I just flew nine hours and much luck. So what up, y'all? I'm gonna jump down to down to uh, Lister just to chill. Yeah, so you can get that prize. Let's go, let's go, let's go. That's what I'm talking about. We share that we share that culture out here. You know what I'm saying? Like true people connecting. That's why we do it, baby. True connections, not the fake shit. You can't get rid of the real shit. Okay, so look, we're going. It's time to give away these three uh, mints. Okay, so the first person to show me a black heart emoji gets the first one. A black heart emoji. Black heart emoji. Black heart emoji. 
black heart emoji. Dally, boom. Dally's got the first one. Okay, we're going to keep it moving to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. The next person to show me a thumbs down emoji gets the next one. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Th thumbs down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Jux in the building. Let's go. Jux in the building. Jux got the second Krypton, one. Cardboard. Krypton 2. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yep. So get down Jux and then get down Dolly. Okay. Here's the last one. The last one is going to be super, super, super complicated and sophisticated. Almost like saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious backwards, right? The first person to show me a red heart. The shit is yours. Red heart. Red, red heart. Red heart. Not a hundred. Red, red heart. Heart. Like a heart. Like, I adore me more. Boom. Damn. That was fast. Connor and Drew. Oh, okay. Listen. Real talk. And I'm not going to lie. Connor and Drew went at the exact same time at the same got drinking henny and coke at the so you know what you both fucking get it how about that shit okay you both fucking get it so all you gotta do is make sure cardboard make a list uh if you can note that down make sure you're on that daps list and then we'll make sure you get the roll for the free mint and then your mint is done and when you cool. see the fucking um utility of just look i don't like using that word utility because it's subjective but just holding a daps collective card our genesis card it's like by you supporting us supporting me and saying yo props i want to come around for the ride listen if you have a black card you get three free mints of the pfp collection uh coming out so if you got a black card that's three for free to you not just whitelist you got a platinum card you get two for free you ain't gotta buy shit you ain't gotta buy shit and guess what that's just i'm look i don't i talk too much and they told me props don't say too much shit in the fucking community space about the shit because you got to save it for next week when you go on your bull run. Okay, cool. But um, I'm excited about what I'm doing right now. And uh, I'm just excited about tonight, man. Cody came through with the dope vibes. You know what I'm saying? And uh, shout out to all the real ones in the building. Dolly, Yui, Clip, the Gully, Phil C. Phil being a real one all day long, literally. The homie Cody said, yeah, I was over there at Liberty's uh, Squirrel Games and you was up in there seeing me on the island stranded. You know what I'm saying? So that's the culture of Solana. Right. We're for every project. There's enough for everybody. I hear people talking that scarcity talk. OK, liquidity is this. OK, yeah, let's do other things that we can get people excited that does not revolve around the liquidity situation. We can help everybody. We're big fans of fucking uh, what Dolly's doing over there at uh, Drist, uh, District 9. Um, we're big fans of what all the bear marketers are doing. We're big fans of what the fuck uh, Frank and them are doing at fucking the Utes. Uwe's a you, Cardboard's a you. Like, we don't give a fuck. It's the fucking culture. And at the end of the day, your wallet can hold several different projects. So why fucking set trip off one thing? Why not support real builders, real artists, and real people that want to make a change and make this shit fucking fun again? Church. <laughs> Shout out to Connor at the bottom. Cody, how you feel, bro? Feeling great, man. That was a really good conversation um and kind of bummed that there's some other people some like connor and jux just pulled up they're uh good friends of mine and things but it was a great great space so far for sure um, connor, connor you want to you got you got another question bro connor was just trying to make sure his odds worked for the contest and he fucking won so it worked you know what i'm saying uh you know jux didn't make it on the fucking on liberty squirrel game he didn't make it but cody I heard you were one of the first people. Were you one of the first people to leave? Because that was brought up when I yeah, went to the room. Yeah, I, I had to take a call. You know, with my uh, my friend is setting up the warehouse and everything in another state. You know, it's just important that I take that stuff. And it's like, 
well, yeah, Liberty Squirrel's cool. Um, but like, you know, that's like, you know, I'm not part of the, the, the project side of things. I'm, I'm just into my art at the end of the day, the most. And you know, if I get the chance to get one of those cool, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to always prioritize my work first. Yeah. They said, yeah, I, was, I was a little nervous, uh, cause I'd pass up the show props, uh, to win a rare squirrel. I, I'm not going to lie. Hey, I was going to pass up the show to win a rare squirrel. Did I, am I saying this shit out loud? God damn it. No, it was funny. I was sitting in the room. So D Deep and Chris, uh, pretty much they had a strategy. They won. So D Deep kind of won the uh, the main one. So they both won. Chris and D Deep won. But then something came up about maybe I should do a round two. I was like, let me get the fuck up out of here. Everybody wants listen. If you don't have a squirrel, that's on you. Grab yourself a fucking squirrel. Shout out to Liberty and the whole Liberty crew. You know what I'm saying? That's everybody wants a fucking squirrel. So yeah, cardboard. I, I might have been there on Squirrel yeah, Island. Yeah. And Drew, Drew was the other one in addition to Connor on those last two. Is that correct? Who was the yeah uh, Connor? <laughs> yeah. No, Connor no. Was and it, Drew. Yeah. Was it Drew or was it Duck? Jux. You got Jux. Was it Ducks? Yep, I got Jux and Dolly and Connor, and then I thought you said we'll give that fourth one to... Drew, yeah, it was Drew, yep. yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Thank you. Sorry about that. For shiggity, for shiggity. Yeah, man. Um, so, Cody, is there anything that you want to share? It's like, what's coming up next for Cody and Tarantino? Like, how can we support you? Shit. Well, uh, first off, on the Web2 side of things, uh, we are working on a coloring book, more clothing collection stuff. Um, I'd like to eventually get things to where you could just go on my website and pay for stuff in Solana, too. I thought that'd always be cool. Um, I also, on Foreign Function, uh, like I was talking about, I've released books of my artwork before. I have a book set that you could buy on Foreign Function where you buy the thing, you fill out a form, and I ship the books to uh, your doorstep. Um, it's like 80 pages of my pen and ink work, my paintings and stuff like that. Um, so that's some of the stuff you could that's out now or things that are coming up in the future, like the coloring book. And um, see, I got a couple album covers that I did recently and projects for some bigger people in uh, the music industry. There's one guy, his name's Sleepy Hollow. He's kind of like a newer um, musician out of New York. Um, <coughs> just did a recent song cover for him. So you can watch out for that because uh, he's pretty big on there. And it's always cool to see like a, you know, like kind of a bigger reaction from people I I, you know, that I've known, like, in my personal life from, like, school or something that are like, yo, is that your cover on the, like, on this song that I, that's on my playlist now? I'm like, yep. So that's, that's always uh, cool. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, things in Web3, you could look out for uh, the, just the Sunday series is the main thing. Uh, you know, I'm working my way up. My goal is to be able to collab with one of the Solana co-founders co from, uh, from doing all this. And, you know, that's going to be a long climb. It might take me a year or so of, you know, just climbing up the ranks of different artists and influencers and people throughout the space and, uh, you know, getting the series to get some more recognition and stuff. But I'm I'm looking forward to see where that uh, series ends up taking me. Um, but yeah. So I have a question. What if it could happen faster? Are you opposed to that? Um, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I would like to uh, get a couple other names like and, you know, you know, I don't want to just start off with that. I, I'd like to, you know, yeah. there's a lot of friends and stuff and uh, other people like I, I have this one idea. I haven't really told many people about this. Um, I, I think it'd be really funny if I got the creator of exchange and the creator of form function to have a Sunday comic on each other's uh, platforms. 
I think that'd be really cool. And I think I could make that happen. And I, that, that's kind of where I'd like to start off with first with like kind of the bigger stuff. Um, if someone could help me, if anyone in the space knows, like, want to sell me, just shoot me a DM and like, see how I could kind of mastermind that. <laughs> uh, that'd be really sick. But, uh, yeah. Oh shit. Here comes the see. There we go. You say his name, bless in the building, man. See what you two motherfuckers. And then Connor, man, y'all like the young guns. You know what I'm saying? Bless, get your I'm old as shit. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just want to give Cody props for a second, just because um, a motherfucker's young as shit and has built up a, an awesome following and name on his own right. But I, I hear a lot of people in spaces whenever we're in like late night spaces, and Cody, like when you were moving studios and stuff, and you're talking about your team, and everyone's like, "Why don't you just do it? Why are you paying people?" But, like, everybody should be, I mean, if you're working an NFT project or any of this shit, you know that it's all about a team, right? Like, you need other people to do stuff. And, like, the way Cody's conviction is about his artwork and how he's progressive and smart enough to know his role and his place and to put the right people in the right place to to grow a, a squad and a crew, like, I mean... If you're G'd up, you know what I'm talking about. You got to have your people or you got to have your people. But, like, he's doing that. And I think that, like, if you're an individual artist and stuff gets kind of crazy, you know, like, it's more than you can handle on things that you don't know. Put the people in the right place. Because I feel like that's what he's doing. And, like, you see it. And, like, the fact that you've been constantly, since the day I met you, growing you know, you're already doing it web two. You come into web three and you're doing it there. I just, I'm stoked to see it and I'm stoked to like chill and watch you work because I'm totally amazed at, and envious at people who are like you who just do. It's just flows, it's nonstop. And like, yeah. it, I does, it happens for other ways for me, but like drawing, it's just like it baffles me watching you work because I'm just like, what the fuck is coming out of that hand from that brain? <laughs> Well, I man, much love, Connor. I, I, it's been a while since we've talked, and uh, just thank you too. I don't think I, I had a chance to talk too much about like my team and that side of things. Um, but yeah, good you mentioned that because there are people that kind of give me a little bit of not like shit, but they're always questioning like, why don't you just do this yourself? And it's like, well, I know my strengths and weaknesses. I, I'm a very scatterbrained, imaginative person that's almost like a little detached from reality and i think that's part of the charm to some of my work is i'm able to like kind of pull from this crazy imaginative place and bring it to reality and you know that does take a lot out of me and i don't think there's any way i could kind of do what i do if i was just like a very logical person that was just in reality 100 percent of the time um and i think the way that i'm well spoken and well thought out is just come from relentless training on with the tiktok videos i make writing out scripts every day that i read and having just writing every single day since COVID started of like what my art means to me and all this stuff. I didn't know what it meant to me or any of this, uh, you know, how to explain my art, break it down to people, but just through writing it every day and then having to read it and, you know, like say it confidently, I've kind of learned how to communicate a lot better. Um, but yeah, luckily there's people like uh, my good friend, Ryan, which I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I think, uh, my friend, longtime friend that I met in third grade that taught me how to draw a cube. He is, uh, kind of the business backbone and, he helps me out with just time management and stuff. If it wasn't for him, I definitely wouldn't be here right now. He was the one that pulled the trigger on, all right, let's go into Solana. Um, you know, big part of everything, he's the one that's setting up the new warehouse in Connecticut while I'm working on art and kind of doing my stuff with the content here. So, yeah, that's. I think that's a big part 
also that I probably should have mentioned when you were talking about how to like market yourself is, uh, you know, me as a person, like I know some things here and there, but like, you know, I need other perspectives on things. You know, I can't just be in an echo chamber all day. I need other opinions. And, you know, my friend, he's pretty brutally honest with things. He knows, uh, you know, what works, what doesn't work better than I do sometimes. And, uh, I need someone like that on my team, not yes men that are going to just okay everything that comes out of my head or, you know, just ideas I have. I need someone there that is going to play devil's advocate and uh, keep me in my place or, you know, keep me on the right path. So, uh, you know, I'm very grateful to uh, him and also the people we've hired that have now, like, thank God, we don't have, I don't have to pack orders. I don't have to go to the post office. There's all these things that I had to do at the beginning of the journey that are no longer things. I Now I just create and make content. It's pretty cool. Yeah, teamwork makes the motherfucking dream work. And uh, yeah, man, listen, if, if, if you guys want to put, put your time and energy into something or someone, you know, this brother Cody right here, man, is definitely going places. Uh, Cody, they don't make a lot of them like you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, keep whatever you do, man, psychedelic or just music playing, piano, bro, just really keep doing that because, you you know, you're, you're definitely a breath of fresh air. And like I say, the, the young uh, cast that I've met here on Solana, you know, uh, from Wombat to you to, you know, Bless, you know, definitely remind me of back in the 90s of just these kids with just these ideas and shit, right? So keep doing that shit, man. The sky's the limit. And uh, and on that, uh, is there anything you got? Oh, yeah, we got we got no face in the building. Okay, shit, man. Oh, shit. No face. It's been forever. Damn, it's like we're going after hours. Someone pull up bottle service. <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping No Face would come up. He's funny as shit. Damn, who's No Face? <laughs> oh man, damn, what's dude. going on? Yo, where you been, fool? Connor, were you asking me who I was, man? Ask your girl, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm somewhat of a comedian, you know. <laughs> yeah, what's what's his what's his name? Uh, I don't know. You should know that. That's your that's your girl, bro. Macy in the house too. The crew crew. Shout out to all the fucking Solana artists. Not even Solana artists. God damn it. You guys are fucking artists. You're not one thing. You're fucking artists. Shout out to all the artists in the building. All the places your art lives and grinds. May grind more. May fucking sell it everywhere. Sell it on the moon, Mars. I don't give a shit. But you guys are not just one blockchain. I want you if you if your art stays on one place forever, that's cool too. You know, but at the end of the day, this kind of stuff you're doing, uh, Bless is up here making, like, I don't know if you saw on the timeline, this boy's making some kind of sculpture in his backyard through 3D shit. He's got issues. <laughs> he was doing that while making the ordinal at the same uh. fucking time. Macy just dropped a piece with Cody right now, uh, earlier on. That piece is dope with the time thing, with the acid on the tongue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, you got the bear marketer vibes in the building. Once this space closes, by the way, for people that were interested in that. So addition is gone as soon as space is over. Ooh, you guys oh, hold on. I've been trying to buy it. My wallet won't connect. Hold on. <laughs> Don't end it yet. That's what they all say. Will do. Should if you need me to pick up you up one, I will. But, you know, I'm also not opposed to, like, you know, these are Solana artists, too. I mean, when I joined this space, there's still a lot of people being onboarded and things happening. And, you know, through the bear markets and stuff, you know, obviously a lot of people just kind of fall out of touch or – you know, they just don't see a purpose in doing this anymore or whatever it is. And it's boiled down to the real OGs of, 
you know, people that at least that were here when I was here. A lot of you guys were here a long time before I was, so it's it's cool to see everyone, uh, especially Connor and No Face. You guys have been, uh, I know you've been traveling recently, Connor and all that stuff. So it's it's cool to see all you guys here. Yeah, hey Face, swoop me one or two, and I'll just fucking send you I'll, money right over my wallet. It's not I, connecting. I would, I would, I would, I would, but I'm driving. Oh, okay. I'm, Connor, I'm I'll Connor I'll grab it. All right, whoever does, I'll send you money right over at my, for some reason, it's a spinning wheel of death of connecting wallet. Oh, yeah, you gotta love it. Also, when there's additions, always buy two. That's the meta. 100% true. Or three. Or four. Or five on accident. Yeah. I just, just hit mint. Just keep hitting until your wallet's empty. That's the actually the alpha. It really, just, it really depends on the price for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, I always scoop two. Two is the gold number. Well, I will say that uh, the DAPS Collective does have one of these pieces for our treasury. We're going to put it in there as we do with all these pieces. So a shout out to Macy and Cody for this dope piece. And uh, this is dope. Yeah, fucking super dope. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm going to have to hit up No Face soon about doing one of these. He's an OG artist. I have like a whole list, Google Doc, with like all the plans and stuff of who I, I got to ask, who I'm approaching, like what the plan is with each artist. I still have to figure out there's like a whole fucking list of people. But uh, yeah, this is uh, just thank you for the support, guys, with all that stuff. Bad dude. Yo, I'm looking at the looking at the audience. It looks like there's some legends down there. I see... I see Leo. That's my that's my day one from fucking Ethereum, bro. It's cool to see that fool here. Blue Cowboy. Uh bless, of course, Macy. Even even the push up king himself, Juxton. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Johnny Solano, but No, 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 no. Jux I think Jux could do more push ups. You're probably right, for sure. And uh, also I want to mention with Bless, there's a lot of different kind of artists that work at different pace and different processes in here. And Bless is one of those people that like, he really, I think he cares, he puts the community before himself. You know, there's a lot of artists, including myself, where I, I put my art before anything else, even my health, everything. Um, but he's one of those people where like, he's going to give you all this information and try to keep you in on the loop of whatever is new and, uh, you know, helps you figure out things. He's figuring out things before anyone else and then you know, teaching everyone behind the scenes of how things work, which is great. And then on top of that, you know, he spends a, a lot of time on his pieces. You know, sometimes it's months between different art drops that he has. So it's, it's cool to see someone like Bless in this space that is, you know, just been a huge help. He's like a giant my, mycelial web that connects all of us in a way. Um, you know, going I was going to say, you should stop doing that shit and draw more art, bro. What yeah, that's not, I always say that to him. You little people. fucking encyclopedia start dropping more work man the fuck dude i got two blessed pieces and i i feel under exposed still yeah he's like, too much time in the shower he's like that video game like uh what's destiny where you got that like little like thing that hovers and like tells you everything that's going on or whatever he's like a rl stein book where you pick your own adventure you're like oh okay go to page 73 okay either go to page 69 or 120 420 
So you know what? Like in, in my mind, he's, he'll say something back like, "You guys don't understand. I'm I'm working out the protocol, and my next shit's gonna be on the next level shit." So he's always kind of like one step ahead, working on the next tech. You can hear it in his voice. He'll laugh at you, be like, "Yo, that's why. Uh, that's why I'm building this shit." And then when I do that, you're not gonna be. You can't even build it. <laughs> but you know what? Look, I love each and every one of you motherfuckers facts because this is what it's about, man. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's just doing different shit, but we're all fucking here. You know what I'm saying? And and I appreciate everybody who took the time to hang out tonight at the Daps Collective to hear us do our damn thing. I want to appreciate everybody on my team that helps me keep going every single day, helps me dot the I's and cross the T's. I want to appreciate everybody who's taken a, a chance on Daps and, and just came our path and we built a relationship and we're moving in, in the right direction. And I just want to say, look, today you could have hung out with your family. You probably did right now. You probably are or not. Uh, today, you could have just watched TV all day and not known about what we're doing and what the homie Kobe didn't. But you take the time to hang out with us and time. You can't get it back. That's the only thing you can't get back until they do time machines. And I don't know how that's going to work, but um, <laughs> I just appreciate your time. And uh, before we end up the show, I always end up the show with like a live, you know, with a song. And I stepped it up tonight. Today, I've got the actual. You know what I'm saying? Got the turntables out. Oh, so shit. End, so we go in. You know, I want to end tonight. I got the homie. Where's the homie? I got the homie Cliff the Gully in the building. He knows what's up with that. I'm a I'm a piano vibe. And I just wanted to end. The, we got, you know what I'm saying? We're going to end it all. We got Cody on the piano. Though. And I don't have the piano on me. I so wish I did. God damn. Yo, that'll be big. Cody on oh Cliff, Cody. I, wait, I'm a piano Shit. That's big. That's big. Hey, yo, uh, anybody want anything to say, man, before we wrap up? Uh Connor, Jux, uh, Cardboard, No Face, Cody. I just want to keep say, it going. Thank you for having me on. Much love. This was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Props, you're you're a great human being. That was a pleasant conversation that it, I had uh, honestly. I've had a few interviews like uh, you know off Web three or Twitter, and those guys are always usually a little nervous or something. But you you just got right to the questions. It was, it was a great time. I hope to talk to you more. That's what's up, man. Definitely, you know, like I said, we hope to have you uh, at the DAPS Collective. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, starting this week, you know, I've been on this mission. People are like, yo, what are you doing right now? The first thing for me was just credibility in the community. I mean, I've been here for two years, so it's not like. I'm, I'm, I'm a new face, right? And I've collected a lot of projects, but just like what I'm working on, I just wanted not to chill for people to get familiar with who I am. Check my energy out, see what I'm about. And at the end of the day, now I'm going to start talking more because you know a little bit more about that. So yeah, hope to see you in the uh, in the community, bro. And on that note, man, we about to get out of here on a vibe. I don't know how you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? But uh, right now, whatever you do, make sure you do it because I'm about to turn on this turntables right now. And I'm not a DJ, you know what I'm saying? But shit, God damn it, I'm going to try tonight, okay? So don't get too excited. This is not a set. I don't want you sending me DMs like, yo, why don't you fucking play that Alicia Keys? We ain't playing no Alicia Keys. We're going to end this off with some I'm a piano. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, yo, salute to everybody who came out tonight. We appreciate you. Make sure you're following Daps Collective. If you ain't on the Daps list, you better head over right now to dapscollective.com. And at the end of the day, we out of here. And every single day, we're going to do it the best way we can. And on that note, I'm out. Right? All right, let's go.